0: tell us from your lens what is milk basket and what's the story you're building there
1: my lens my perspective on milk basket uh is something that the world has not seen before uh and i think there's something that uh, possibly they might not ever see again uh in terms of how unique we are and how we feel unique we are and i'll, I'll tell you why i say that because yeah we, uh, when we started, we were the world's first in many things that we did, uh, from uh, model, technology, supply chain, delivery, uh, and uh, you know, how we treat customer in its entirety. Uh, and why I say that you will not see any, anyone like this again is because the way we have developed it, it's very, very unique. And now the DNA of the organization has become such that you just, just cannot go and replicate the DNA. You can replicate the model. But the way we would treat a customer, the way we would answer the query, the way we would look at the supply chain, the way we, uh, you know, do initiative or uh, send them a rose or send them a cake. That's who we are. And that's how our customers know us. So that's why. Uh, unique, uh, unique child cannot be copied. Unique. <laughs> and, yeah.
0: and now that I have you here, and I think we are speaking for the first time, I want to understand from you, why did you decide to start Milk Basket?
1: Milk Basket was a problem to a solution on a daily basis, uh, mm. frankly speaking. Uh, and it was also uh, an attempt to say that can something be done in the grocery world. When we started in 2015, we had multiple players playing around. Uh, many of them are still there. Uh, sorry, a few of them are still there. Many of them have, have vanished. Uh, and they were in all formats. I think every city had two or three. So maybe in India, there were 200, 250 grocery startups, If you if you look at it. Uh, when we looked at the model, we said that while there are two distinct models, one is what we call online hypermart, uh, and you know all the players who are in that, mm. uh, internationally, globally, Indian. Uh, and we have the second, which was the the instant delivery model that was picking up uh, very mm. hot, 14 and 15, a lot of funding coming in, and it started with uh, with the U.S., uh, with the uh, uh, Instacart taking the lead and then model being replicated across the world, uh, we said that uh, uh, there might be a possibility of a third model here. And why that third model is because uh, my needs are not met by either of the two, uh, either by design or by uh, two things. So either by design because customer need is not met or either because uh, I, if I meet this need, I become unsustainable. So. Uh, I think they are the two basic pillars of a business from that perspective. So so while instant is fulfilling my need, uh, it's not making money. So my need needs to be fulfilled, but the business has to make money so that it can grow and become sustainable. Mm. Uh, So that's why Milk Basket was born as a unique model to say that a unique supply chain has to be created, uh, which actually doesn't come in our name. Uh, We are a newspaper supply chain actually. Uh, we are not a milk supply chain but we are a newspaper supply chain like a newspaper gets published at midnight and gets to you at seven o'clock we thought we also would do the same thing so we take orders till midnight and deliver all your groceries before seven o'clock in the morning every and then things like uh, you know why should you force a customer to put 100 200 500 worth of items in your basket so we say, you want a g for 5 rupees, we'll give you a g, and we will not charge anything for you because when you go to a shop, does the shopkeeper ask you, uh, madam, no, unless you buy 200, I'll not sell you a 20 rupee packet. They will never say that. So why, why you have the right to say that when you're doing it online? I found it very counterintuitive from a customer perspective. And then we said, if we are creating a 5 rupee delivery model, can the model make sense or not? And that's how backwards we looked at it. And we said, yes, there is a possibility we can look at. And uh, we had a unit economic positive cluster in the first six months. And then we said, now we can scale. So, you know, that's what
0: I want to ask you. I think this is one, I think this is something that we need to celebrate as a country. And now I wouldn't say just as a country, but across the world. Now, you know, what you said, within six months, You had a cluster which was unit economics positive. I want again to go back to this, that, you know, how core was it for you from day one to build a sustainable model? And also, why do you think that you are one of the key uh, players who is surviving and growing? While there were so many, if you remember, in the 2015 vintage, and there were so many who got so much of funding, but they didn't survive.
1: Yeah. So, uh, see, as I said, Shraddha, the question is, why do you start? And that's what I answered earlier on. Uh, you can create any model to serve any need of a customer. You know, I, I'm a customer of many brands, and I would like to have Moon, and I would not like to pay anything for the Moon. <laughs> yeah. I, customer, and let's understand that's a customer. Now, the question for a business is: Okay, I'm fulfilling this demand, and this is what I am predicting. Can I make money while fulfilling that demand? So. You can create any business, any startup, and keep fulfilling the demand. But if you can't make money in the process, I think you are not doing fiduciary duty to yourself, to your employees, or to your investors. Yeah. And someday you go IPO, then obviously you will, you will never reach there. Or if you, even if you reach there, it's an injustice to the entire ecosystem. We call it Ponzi, right? Where, uh, where things happen because nobody is behind it. It's just building on some fluff. Uh, so that's the basic criteria and if, because that was the basic criteria, that was very important. Uh, I think that's interlinked. If it's not sustainable, you can't make money at a small level and you can only make money when you are uh, working in a nation and after you have raised $300 million or a billion dollar. That means, uh, means if you have to make money, uh, and this is retail, right? Uh, a mom and pop shop in 500 square feet in a, in a small koka makes money. Can you not make money? Why can't you make money? If that person can make money, you have to make money. If you can't figure it out, then you should not be in the business.
2: Yeah.
1: I cannot withdraw my salary from one coca, obviously. And for my salary, you need to have that, you know, big scale and everything and technology and AI and ML and blah, blah. But let's make sure that coca is sustainable, right? That one unit makes money and is positive. If you can't do that, there is no dream of making you any money. Yeah. I think, yeah, that was the base criteria. And that's why we said for six months, we have to prove it. And after we did that, then we approached for our first round of funding because till then there was no point. So it was interrelated.
0: Yeah. And you have a subscription model, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We we do have a subscription model, though uh, the debate with me and typically when I'm having with anyone is, what do you actually mean by subscription? Uh, because, uh, depending on how you define subscription, the answer is yes and no.
0: Okay. So tell us, tell us, what do you mean by subscription? Because you so, did it in 2015, whatever you did, you yeah. did it in 2015 before subscription as a word also became part of our startup lexicon.
1: Yeah. 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 So see, uh, 2015, we were not a subscription model. Uh, hmm. actually we launched our subscription in November last year. So for the first five years, we were not a subscription model. And what is a subscription model? Subscription model is where you take a commitment from a customer in advance for uh, the the amount and the quantity amount in terms of what are you going to pay me and quantity in terms of what I'm going to deliver to you. Uh, We have not done that. So this is this is something to say, hey, can you bring fresh flowers to my office every alternate day and this is your monthly contract. Right now, this is a fixed quantity. Uh, there would be a bouquet of flour and there would be a subscription price for that. And a friend of mine is running a startup in London, exactly doing that. Uh, uh, So subscription is based on that. Two liters of milk every day for 30 days and that costs you 1200 rupees. Pay me 1200 rupees, I'll supply to you that every day. That's a subscription model. So uh, as Milk Basket, we have never done that. Uh, We are what what I call an on-demand service, a grocery player. With a possibility to create a recurring order. Mm. So, you don't need to put. Uh, so, so, milk basket is a very unique way. The way we have approached is the recurring order that you create on milk basket is for life. As long as you have money in the account, it will come. So, for example, you can say, I want popcorn every Friday because I watch movies and I have customers who have done that. Now, till you have money in your account, you will get a popcorn every Friday for the rest of your life. But if mm. your money, money finishes, then the quantity finishes so i have not taken a quantity promise all i have say, taken is a pattern of your buying and then i have uh, you know put it in the technology to enable to deliver it on a uh, at a frequency that you decide so no upfront payments and stuff like that to uh, and when i said money in the account that's another thing that we did was to say to enable this and to enable hassle-free buying uh, and this was uh, again a very core ground knowledge that wherever you do frequent transactions, you end up opening a khata, right? Uh, this is with your mom and pop shop, this is with your Subjeeva, BBG, Kal de denge, take it today, yes. 100 uh, You know, so there is a transaction and that trust happens. And uh, with an online world, you don't do that. There is no ongoing transaction. So we said we want hassle-free transactions. And uh, what if I take commercial uh, transactions from a physical transaction, which means every time I am buying a, a biscuit or a milk or a bread or an egg or a conflict, I don't have to pay money. Yeah. What we call frictionless buying. Yeah. Day one, we are that. And within that, we are a prepaid model, which means you can put 100, 500, 1000, 2000, rupees, whatever you want. Your are Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you put it, and once you put that money, you can use that money to buy milk on a daily basis, or you can spend that entire wallet in one day, or if you don't want anything, you can tell us, and we'll put that money back to you so no, no commitments, it's a deposit that you have given
0: very, very interesting, very actually very interesting, so basically for I don't know if I'm using the right word to basically. I have my wallet with milk basket. I deposit. And then whenever I want something, I can finish it. Like today is a party and I might finish all my money in one go.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Got it. Or I have it for a year. Something coming every week or every day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you can have it
1: every day. You can have it every week. Uh, You can have it every month. And it's your choice whenever you want to come to app and place an order. And when I said subscription, uh, we launched in November where we have said that we are a subscription-only model, which means we have become like a Prime or like a Netflix or a LinkedIn Premium, uh, where we have put a flat charge on a monthly subscription. It has nothing to do with whether you order or not. It has nothing to do with anything. For you to use Milk Basket platform, you have to pay 69 rupees per month, and that's a flat charge. So you can compare it with saying that you're paying 129 for Amazon Prime or you're paying 200 for Netflix. Now, either what one movie or 500 movies and yeah. overnight. It's the same price, right? Similarly, at Milk Basket, you can place one order or you can place 30 orders. You can place for 5 rupees or you can place for 5,000 or 50,000. Uh, but that's a flat subscription fee. So now we are a subscription model because we have a subscription fee. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah but technically just not purely subscription now i yeah. now i understand what yeah. you're saying so yeah, yeah yeah
1: most of the milk models that you would see in india and around the world or subscription models are like uh, i'll send you a dinner kit every two days right that's that like for example in 10 years ago there was a, a startup called diner diena and a very very famous meal kit startup uh, and that was meal subscription Right or there's a meal subscription like every every day lunch. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send it to you. So those are subscription where you have fixed quantity, fixed quality, and your it's coming on a recurring basis. Uh, yeah. So we are on demand with with the recurring order. That's how we look at it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But tell me something. Uh, and sorry for my ignorance, but you already were getting the wallet. You already, anyways, if I have to buy from you, then I have to put a certain amount of money and I can buy, you know, and I can uh, avail your uh, service. Why did you put the 69 rupees also? <laughs>
1: uh, sustainability. <laughs> <laughs> See, at some point of time, you realize that uh, you can only do so much and run so much with a free, so we don't have any delivery charge, right? So we never charge a customer for anything. Now, the thing is that are we creating enough value on the table and if there's enough value on the table, the question is, are customers willing to pay for it? Uh, and uh, we believe that customer, we are providing a value of 300, 400 rupees per customer per month. And we can start charging a small amount out of that to say that, hey, uh, you know, this is the value that you're getting. And uh, I think that's how it went went in. Uh, many customers said that 69 is too small. We did lose one and a half, approximately 1.8% of total customers uh, to say we don't want to pay membership or subscription charge, which we have seen they have come back uh, after 30 days or 60 days because they realized that taking a car out costs you more. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And 15 minutes of my time spent in going to pick up... Uh, Uh, Dahi or biscuit is is better to pay seventy. Or it's raining outside. Or it's heat outside. Or it's cold outside. It's all about convenience and comfort. Why do you pay money? Uh, You know. uh, And uh, I think. uh, Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You're creating
1: value. You have to extract value, and that's a business for 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 you as a business to decide at what point of time what you can do and how you can do. So a decision taken. Uh, And I hindsight is always perfect. So. Good decision.
0: <laughs> Anand, now I'm going to take some learning out of you because you've been in the trenches building this and, and business and I, I feel from the outside, this is a very difficult business because launching is easy, but you've sustained it. Now you've gone into this subscription also. Uh, <clears throat> tell me, what has been your understanding of the Indian consumer? and the consumer you are serving? Because, you know, there are so many theories that keep coming. We are value conscious. We, are, uh, we don't like to pay. Subscription, we want to stay away. India doesn't pay. What has been your understanding while building Milk Basket? Uh,
1: I think understanding uh, always evolves, uh, but most of the understanding that you evolve is more on more intricate levels specific to your business. Like if you're in India, yeah. we would say, what type of fashion sells and what does not. Customer per se, if you're looking at consumer behavior, I think it remains constant. You cannot change it. You have to create a product that uh, that goes and sits in their routine, in their life rather than the other way around. Yeah, uh, There's a lot of inertia that you would always face in changing. And you would be lucky if they change or, or you would be lucky to have a trial and then retain would be the, the holy grail right so it's like education trial and retention uh, so trial itself is such a big problem retention is a holy uh, holy grail in itself uh, from a customer behavior uh, people want to pay no people don't want to pay uh, people would uh, people are always value conscious uh, they always want something at the cheapest possible price but there is a value for convenience uh, and uh, i think and this is what what we believe so we We have uh, specifically targeted certain sections of cities. So we are not a citywide phenomena. I don't know whether you know that uh, we...
0: No, I didn't know that. Sorry. So
1: so we are live in Gurgaon for more than five years now. Gurgaon was our Mm. home. But uh, you could be living in Gurgaon and uh, we would not sell you. Mm. So we said we are a retailer. Uh, We are like a Subway. We are like a Starbucks. We are like a mom and pop shop. We know Mm. which customer is going to come. And uh, we would only serve these particular type of customers and we would only start our service there and you could be living next to that or you could be living half a kilometer away. We would not come to you. Right. A better example could be if I am a swimming pool. A swimming pool is for certain people in a society who belong to that society or that community. Yeah. Right now. And then depending on the demography, I can choose. Second thing that I have to say is that I think no matter which demography you pick in India, and we have picked a very small demography, maybe the top 20% population of a city, that's how we look at it uh, on a very high level, No demographic, whichever demography you pick by sheer size of population that we have, and there's nothing wrong about it, we, we are the world's second largest, right, becoming the world largest very soon. Uh, Uh, I think there is enough meat in every segment, in every TG, in every small that, that you can become a, uh, not a unicorn or decacon. So uh, that's not an excuse that my customer segment is small. Means for God's sake, you are not looking at a 60 million dollar, sorry, 60 million population country like United Kingdom or, you know, a 300 million dollar, 300 million company like, uh, like a, a 300 million population like US. You are looking at three times the U.S. population in one third the area. It's it's dense. It's there even people who are rich or presumably rich upper middle class lives in clusters which are dense enough for you to make sense of supply chain. Uh, You don't have to go to really, uh, you know, uh, different sections of the society to say, hey, everybody here lives in a farmhouse. Everybody has an acre of land. That's not happening here. we are, we are by nature living in density. We are by nature, uh, you know, whether we're rich or poor or middle class or upper middle class, lower middle class. Density is taken for granted because there is no area. So either vertically or horizontally, we are living together. Uh, and that's why retail can make sense in small areas. And small population can be very big for you. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is a slightly controversial. We are in four cities. But I believe if we would not have gone in four cities, and just remain in one, we would be bigger and better. And still, we would have been the same size, if not bigger. Because it's not that Gurgaon we have saturated. Gurgaon, we hardly have any, any presence till date.
0: Yeah, that, that is you being humble also.
1: Not really. Means, that's a fact. Means I don't know. We, yeah. we capture maybe 5% of our TGs spend today. Not more than that.
0: You know, all these decisions that you took, and I'm assuming you took it as an entrepreneur along with your team, you would have decided because these are not very standard decisions, right? And then of course there is outcome and you're building something, uh, surviving and thriving and growing. So the the decisions are somewhere in some way working. How easy or difficult, and I think it is easy, but you have to tell, is to convince the investors because you've got good investors uh, in your company how were you able to get them?
1: So uh, the decisions that you see today, uh, Shraddha, are, uh, are the outcome of those negotiations with those investors. <laughs> which means going in those negotiations, I cannot really disclose what was the real plan. <laughs> <laughs> and the decisions that you see today are also uh, has the wisdom of those investors, you know, clubbed uh, in. <laughs> so i'm not saying that i'm only executing the plan that i decided i think we have really got help from the wonderful set of investors very intelligent uh, very uh, pragmatic uh, uh, a lot of exposure in the ecosystem within india outside india so that they can guide us and the outcomes that you are seeing is a is a mixture of what we went into the went on to the table with a plan and they said hey maybe tweak this maybe tweak that maybe drop this maybe pick it up uh, and arrived at a common consensus as a board to move forward.
2: Oh. So
1: uh, I think that's how it works. And that's that's, that's the beauty of it, right? Uh, I'm in day to day business. I'm too much in the business. They are on the business. In the business and on the business have to come together to move forward. And that's the, the best outcome most of the time. Yeah, no, you know, why I, Anand, I also asked you this is
0: because uh, you rightly said that, right? Even in small pockets, India is as big as. Like, you know, Karnataka would be Germany, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. so, yeah. So, but because generally when you talk to investors, when and then this is for all the entrepreneurs who will be watching, right? Like when you go to investors, they're always looking for big markets, big opportunities, big plans. And what you're saying is that you're doing it in a structured way, If correct me if I'm wrong. So how easy it is to convince and what were some of the drivers which got your investors excited?
1: So, uh, Shraddha, I think that's a decision that you make before you bring an investor on board huh. or, you know, have that, that relationship. So uh, I can proudly say that we were running out of money, but we have rejected term sheets in the past where, uh, where we just did not, it did not make sense or uh, an investor will tell you, if you can't uh, do what I ask you to do, then we don't want to invest in you. And I'm sorry, uh, maybe... There are founders who are willing to do that. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: I'm willing to listen, but it also comes with the fact that I did not start a startup when I was 20 year old. I did my startup <laughs> when I was 36, 37 year old. I have had 15 years of international corporate experience, 10 years outside India. I have advised boards and CEOs outside of Fortune 100, uh, FTSE 250 companies across Europe, across US. Uh, don't expect... You some, know, I have
0: to tell you this, I'm talking to you, no? I could yeah. sense it. I sense this thing that many people would be coming to you for advice because you have that thing about you that you know, I had yeah, this thing. I'm
1: not saying advice. I'm saying investors. We were on the topic of investors. What I'm saying yeah. is uh, then you decide whether uh, and investors have decided, boss, you're too old. I'm not going to invest in you. That's great. Really? Thank you. Yeah. And investors have said that uh, you have your own mind. So we don't want to invest in you. That's great but what i am saying is the investors that we have uh, i think that's that's what they wanted in uh, in a founding team or a founder and we wanted and we could see that we can agree upon the fact and we can together work on a on the best outcome together if we yeah. can't work on the best outcome together then i think that relationship has some problem from from initial days and then it becomes a problem much bigger problem in the The problem only multiplies. It doesn't add up, or it doesn't subtract, or disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Anand, listening to you, what I'm getting is, and 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 of course, there are a lot of factors that come into it. But you were conscious. You were very, very conscious about what you wanted to do, how you wanted to do. Also, very open to feedback. And you were very conscious in the process of whom you onboard as an investor.
1: Trying to, yeah, we have tried to. We have done our own mistakes. We have, uh, you know, there have been things where investors said, uh, "Don't do this, don't do this." We said, "No, this is the right thing to do. This is the right thing to do," and uh, they would always come back and say, "I told you so." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some good opportunities yeah. you have know, to give them, no, once in a while. <laughs> yeah.
1: Good or bad, and we don't know where it lasts, but it happens. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, you're you flowing on your conviction. And uh, as one of my investors says that, uh, uh, and it, it always happens for a fundraise. It has happened with Milk Basket multiple times because we are in that ultra competitive environment that there is no way that you can talk about uh, means we are we are the the cockroaches of the the grocery grocery space. You know all the way from the biggest families of India who have spent millions and billions. For the last 10 years, creating hypermarts across India, and then the, the mega giants from outside who have come with collaboration with them, uh, and all the all the Indian things that has happened, and the Indian startups which have failed, done again and again. So we are the cockroaches. Uh, we believe that industry is wide, uh, and we are going to do mistakes, and uh, we are going to figure it out. Uh, and I think uh, you mentioned about entrepreneurs for us. Uh, that's how we look at the team and we, we talk about it internally that uh, we are going to own up to the mistake that we have done and uh, we'll make sure we don't do it again and uh, i can give you an example also like we did a mistake last year uh, you know we were growing and growing and we were burning a lot of money we said keep growing and uh, if you keep growing then you will get good funding uh, we then we decided or we figured out was nahi and rather than you shutting down it's better you use the left of the money to become profitable and mm. we started on that path and uh, in a very very different form, Shraddha and this is very different to correlate we were provided an opportunity to grow at a very very fast pace over the last couple of months you know as mm. covid strike mm. because as covid strike everybody wants grocery and everybody wants online there is yeah. nothing wrong in saying that the demand was on steroids mm. and it was not for us, it was for everyone Yeah. Uh, and uh, the only thing I can say is that we decided that hey demand is there and possibly we are the only player and this might come as a shocker to you. We stopped new user onboarding on 27th of March after lockdown because the demand was so high that we could not even serve our own customers for ah. onboarding the new customers. We were stuck mm-hmm. with the supply and we only opened it after 15th of May. So while we could have acquired 3x, 4x of the customers, and we could have also served them, let's say, by hook or crook, by saying that okay, I can only give you this and that, the conscious decision was uh, use keep your loyal customers, keep the thought process. I know there are companies who have gone 3x, 4x, 5x in that time, but uh, to me, inflated. This is an inflated demand <clears throat> that we did last year by spending money. This year, it happened because of macros. Inflated demand always dies out. Inflated demands are not sustainable. Uh, so you you take the so last year learning told us this time that hey guys let's hold on let's keep serving our customer there's enough demand within our customer base we are on a path to profitability as long as we follow that path within that path do whatever we can
2: hmm. let's
1: not deviate because uh, you can acquire a customer you can uh, you can because right now customer wants everything. And it's June and we are already seeing that those customers are are vanishing. Not from us, from other portfolios or other. Because if I really want to go and pick up every Tinder and every Bindi that I want to buy, I would never buy online. And the only reason I bought online is because the physical guy was not there. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the physical guy. I'm going running towards that guy. So,
2: yeah.
1: you know. Now, if I would have served this customer, I could have spent a lot of money. I would have put a CapEx. Uh, on serving that customer create a supply chain hire people to do that and what would happen now customer is out you can't bring that customer back who wants to buy bindi and Tinder physically so uh identifying your customer is very important and letting grow growth is also important yeah, so, uh, yeah. and
0: also what and, and the underlying thing also that i hear is that serving your customer your co customer who's there with you uh, and focusing on them is also very important yeah so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know uh, anant uh, this is also a learning exercise for me and for everyone who will be watching you know grocery startups or businesses not just startups businesses if i may say so are very tough very very tough <laughs> and i have in yeah. my last uh so many years of you know, seeing that the space, I've seen so many come, so many. And sometimes it feels that it's <laughs> I don't want to name, but kuch bhi name se bhoot sare the, but chale ne, or chalta nahi hai. Funding bhi na hua hai, chalta nahi hai. Why do you think this place, this space is so difficult? And, and why do you think this space uh, has still not seen uh, unicorns, deadacorns, what you're saying, like, like huge, large outcome.
1: Uh, very difficult to answer, Shraddha I think I have tried to answer that question to investors also uh, huh. a lot of times. Uh, I think it's a it's a combination of multiple factors. A uh, few factors I can identify right now huh. and think about. Uh, so uh, first of all, I think a lot of innovation has not happened. Mm. Uh, people have tried to do the same thing uh, yeah and and this happens because the demand when you see <clears throat> that there's almost like an infinite demand means you're looking at a 700 billion space in India of grocery right Gurgaon city in itself spend more than a billion dollars in grocery on an annual basis Wow! right so a billion dollar spend of Gurgaon which means you you take 20%, 30% of it and you put a 3x number on it, you become a unicorn just in Gurgaon. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, Bangalore is 4x of Gurgaon. So, Bangalore spend is around 4 billion. Delhi would yeah. be around 10 billion. Uh, $10 billion of grocery being spent, everybody's eating, everybody's buying. Uh, I think uh, so, it's it's all the way from supply to sustainability and uh, to, to progress. Uh, that the sheer number of attempts that are made in grocery, I think, are are too much. <laughs> why? Because everybody sees there is a demand. Yeah. And why would people not buy? Uh, and because the demand is so big, uh, a lot of innovation is not happening. And people who are launching, they're launching more of me too models. Yeah. So, uh, and it's very difficult difficult to differentiate. Also, it's like, yeah, dal, chawal ke how are you going to differentiate? Yeah right everybody is buying and everybody is selling uh, competition is huge you can uh, there is no barriers to entry so frankly speaking grocery industry is one of those that i compete with a person who has 10000 rupees and has uh, put a small stall and trying to sell eggs and bread and butter and with 10000 rupees you can start the business very easily uh, all the way to a person who has 10 billion dollars and trying to figure it out what to do with that money and how to launch the biggest online grocery startup of India. So you compete from 10,000 to 10 billion, competition is huge, Uh, a big demand, which prompts the supply that a lot of entrepreneurs try to uh, do it. Uh, And overall it from outside, it actually seems very easy to do. Yeah, because, <laughs> yes. I didn't want to say this to you. But I just say that grocery startup?
0: Yeah,
1: because see, again, it's a perception, right? Yeah, see, when you try to get into a business, you say, what do I know about the business? And if I tell you about a grocery business, you will say, I know everything about the business. First of all, I am, everybody is a consumer of grocery.
2: Yeah.
1: So it's not that I have not bought a bank, uh, you know, I have never been to a bank. Or I have not used a credit card or anything like that. So everybody is a consumer. Now when everybody is a consumer, uh, also automatically everybody becomes an expert. Uh, so it's like I think uh, like everybody wants to own a restaurant, right? Yeah. I, I wanted to. And Me too. Not, I have not met people who don't want to own a restaurant.
2: Yeah.
1: And owning a restaurant has nothing to do with the fact that I love food. But that love food becomes owning a restaurant. Yeah. so <laughs> I I love fresh vegetables so I should always sell fresh vegetables online and within grocery let me deep dive there are more startups which try to solve fruits and vegetables as compared to atta, dal chawal because they believe that there are so many problems in that kaisa hai kaisi khad hai se hai and if I tell you that product is ye uh, you know it's like uh, a diamond out of a coal mine, then you, <laughs> yeah. will, you will pay. The problem is people don't want to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's a, I call it, a, there's another phenomenon, at least in, in, within Milk Basket, and any of the people that you talk to uh, within Milk Basket, they will say, uh, don't take this idea to Anant, and Anant will say, it's a fresh juice phenomenon. Yeah, okay. so I'll explain to you, what is a fresh juice phenomenon? Go and ask 10 people. If I give you freshly squeezed juice every morning, would you buy it or not? Obviously, that's the healthiest thing to do. Sell it to those 10 people. I can tell you they will drop out on the third day. Huge demand. Everybody wants it. Nobody wants to pay for it.
2: Yeah.
1: Because 100 fresh juice for three people is 300 rupees multiplied by 30. That's 9,000 rupees. That's 40 to 50% of your total monthly spend. Yeah a customer doesn't realize it when they are saying it that i want to buy it every day they only realize it when they have paid it for 3 days and fourth day the demand disappears yeah you know and we have i have seen so many of them uh come and go but they would come and go and people will always keep launching them organic fruits organic vegetables fresh juice yeah that because the demand is infinite and everybody wants to buy it yeah this want to Versus really do, I think that's where the, the disconnect comes.
0: Yeah, but you know you have Ananth managed to yeah, and that's why I'm coming back to Milk Basket again and again because you to me you stand out because five years standing again I'm saying building this innovating and now like today in our conversation i just get to know like I didn't know that you're operating in cluster you know in clusters uh, you have subscription you have on demand. I. You know, and i don't know if it's a secret and you don't want to share but are there uh what are some of the plans that you have like are you going to diversify what what are some of the plans that you're thinking of to grow more
1: ah uh diversify i don't know what does that mean i think we uh, you know
0: you know what diversify means
1: <laughs> no not really see diversify is a very big uh it's like subscription.
0: Uh. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I don't know what it means because totally depends on, for you, diversification is we trying to sell an iPhone. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, can we sell an iPhone? Yes, we can sell an iPhone technically. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, are there better people who can do it better? I think that's, that's true. And that's, that's there. So we should not sell an iPhone. We can definitely supply those iPhones after you buy it from someone and we can supply the cheapest and the best. You know, we are a last mile. So we are a a last mile company. We are a a logistics and a technology company. Uh, And I can say that possibly there are very, very few players, if there is any who understands uh, supply chain and logistics the way we do. Uh, And that's evident in our numbers, in our cost, in our fulfillment rate. Uh, in our customer experience, uh, yeah. factory, So, uh, is we don't have to say it. We we supply you know uh, 80,000 liters of milk every day. There is no single player in India who has been able to hand, handle 80,000 liters of milk uh, every day, where they own the entire supply chain from manufacturer to to the door. Yeah. Everything goes packed in a packet. It's not that they are just being dropped outside the door or thrown or stuff like that everything gets packed so yeah um, so yeah uh, so just just to put things in perspective we were interviewing a candidate from one of those uh uh indian uh, e-commerce unicorns and the guy visited our uh hub but what, what is our warehouse and uh i met him the next day and i said how was the feeling and he said uh uh we only see that much rush twice a year uh you know, there are two sales, <laughs>
2: uh,
1: and I said we do it three sixty-three days because we only take off two days a year. <laughs> 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 so for us, uh, that's that's the hustle and bustle we do, uh, and
0: uh, yeah. Well, no. listen, I want to ask you the first thing that you said when I asked you uh, from your lens milk basket story. You said the DNA that we have right? And that the DNA and the people and the DNA that we have. Tell us, what is this DNA? The DNA secret sauce? Uh,
1: Shraddha, I think DNA is uh, DNA is what I think in a startup are those little decisions yeah, which become policies uh, which are created by people over a period of time.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's not necessarily uh, who I am and how I think it could be a guy who's no longer in the organization, but uh, in that moment of time, he created a very customer-centric policy mm. or a customer-centric thought process. Mm. And that person moved on, but the company retained that policy or or further developed on that policy to come up with something better. Mm. I think that's DNA. So yeah. it's over a period of time. Uh, it's It cannot be copied. Uh, it could be uh, i i as a founder if i am if i say that i am 30% or 40% of the dna i think that would also be wrong because that means you as a founder are not doing the right job of hiring the right people for them to start thinking about it for them to create policies uh, you know it's the so from from customer it's uh, how you treat a customer how you respect a customer uh, uh, from employees it's also about you know uh, respect Transparency, promise, what I'm hiring for, incentive plan and everything. Uh, But I think that's the DNA. Now is it driven from the top? It is driven from the top. But you cannot be responsible for everything. You have to pass on that baton as multiple layers come under you. So uh, I can give you a very, very small example. I was interviewing a guy for heading our, uh, uh, one of the functions for ops uh, last Mm. year. The guy asked me, what, uh, you know, how does the company work, what is the DNA, what's the thought process? I said, uh, we have around 2,500 people, which is our entire ops workforce across four cities today. Uh, I don't have a problem if you don't pick up my phone because I'm not your stakeholder. I'll have a problem if you don't pick up a phone when one of these 2,500 people call you. Yeah, Those are your stakeholders. Because you and I do not matter. You are middle management. I am top management. And let's be very frank about it. I am very frank. Typically with people like who you, you are, who you are, and I am who I am. Yeah. But you and I only exist because this last mile delivery guy is taking a milk packet or an ashirwa data or a bhindi or a payas to a customer, right? So my two important stakeholder or the most important stakeholders become the customer who can decide not to buy from me and go to the shop. And if they decide to do that, then you and I don't exist. Second is this person puts a puts a puts an order, and this guy's decide not to deliver.
0: Hmm.
1: And then also you and I go to home. I was <laughs> that because of these people. <laughs> true, very true. Very so to true. me, that's the DNA. Now yeah. I have no idea whether there is a founder who uh, or a CEO who who talks. About uh, something like that at a middle management person who would be paid, let's say, 30 40 lakh rupees on an annual basis. To say, keep boss, the guy who's making fifteen thousand rupees on a monthly basis. You better answer the phone, otherwise that would create a problem for me.
2: Yeah,
1: I think that's that's a very small minuscule part of the DNA on which we are saying we are hiring people, and we are telling people upfront that this is what you expect when you come in this company.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And that, that flows through, and I think when this person hires, and if we decide that to bring this person on board, this person knows where the priority is. So the next time they will create an incentive plan, or an attendance plan, or a roster, or something like that, depending on the function, they would keep that stakeholder perspective in mind, and that would become a part of the DNA over a period of time. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, but what reeks through all this is an extreme sense of authenticity in everything, like in everything right like and 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 yeah yeah,
2: yeah that's how you build the, you know, that companies. makes the
0: life so
1: easy yeah uh authenticity makes the life so easy because yeah. then you can empower people and uh, then you can tell people that hey you created this policy uh would you have created this policy if your son would be employed with us yeah or if your brother is employed with us and yeah. if the policy is right for your son and your brother or your sister then the policy is right for the employee yeah, uh, And that gives so much freedom and empowerment for everyone to say that all we have to think about is what is right for human.
2: Yeah.
1: At, a, at a overall. And then you don't have to micromanage. So, and the only thing I think you can do as a leader, possibly, is to say, don't micromanage. If you yeah. can create an organization without micromanagement, the organization would strive and thrive on its own. And that's what was so apparent over the last couple of months that no travel is happening nothing is people are who where people are <clears throat> people are in bareilly people are in lucknow right and uh, we have grown 2x uh, yeah can you imagine that it's just because they are taking the decisions because a simple guideline is there to do the right thing
2: yeah
1: keep doing the right thing for the customers employees will take care of customers and uh, organization will take care of employees and uh, Stakeholders and investors will keep getting money because everything is working beautifully.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and 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 at the heart of it is that sab sahi kar. sab sahi Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Anant, uh, I think uh, uh, I have asked you a lot of questions, and I can go on. And I think we should do this as multiple series because I have now found in you someone with whom one can have an extreme deep level of conversation. <laughs> tell me, tell me. If I have to ask you, what has these last five years meant? You know, you have worked abroad, you've done so many things. You did, as you said, you didn't start with, you know, rosy-eyed, the 20-year-old from college. you have entrepreneurship, if you Anand, 2015-2020, what has this five years meant to you as someone who started Milk Basket?
1: uh definitely nothing that i imagined i Hmm. was i think it has been a much much difficult journey Uh, (laughs) uh, five years ago if you would have told me i would have to do so much (laughs) five years i would have gone and joined back as a partner or a country head in some organization
0: High five. All entrepreneurs will give high five on this. And,
1: uh, you know, take a multi <laughs> package, which I had seven years ago. I have not seen that sadly again. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's almost to say it's sweat, it's blood that people don't see. Uh, yeah. It's a sacrifice, a huge, huge sacrifice on the family.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, seeing kids only on a Sunday, basically for a few hours. Uh, for five years seeing them just grow horizontally vertically you don't see them
2: yeah.
1: uh, and uh, you know uh, a lot of things are uh, very very difficult to do uh, decisions that have been made cannot think about those decisions people who joined could not foresee that oh we need such people and you know we have been lucky with the type of talent we have uh, few people that uh, that have gone away to say hey when I'm hiring this guy this guy would stay with me for 10 years or 15 years uh, as as long as company is growing and realizing why that person would leave. Uh, It's just unimaginable. Uh, Very, very difficult to explain. And you meet and talk to so many founders. All I can say is that I think you know the best. It's one of those things that you can't explain. Uh, You experience through it. uh, You burn through it. You live through it and uh you will come out minted in a very very different form yeah uh, and uh yeah the only i don't know uh oh, but you won't have you won't
0: have it in any other way you will have, still go if i have to say will you do the last five years again like the same way or would you like to change would you say that you're okay with the last I, five
1: uh, years it's a uh, last five years would i change it uh I don't know. Uh, The answer cannot be a plain yes or no here.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Decisions that I would like to go back and change if I can. Uh, I also believe in that theory that you are what you are because of what you did. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and those decisions would I would have taken in hindsight, would have resulted in something else. Maybe yes, maybe no. We don't know. So uh, you know, happy and contented to where we are. Uh, how we are doing uh, the respect the love that we get uh, for being such a small we are a very very small player but just the type of love that we get and uh, you know uh, some uh, customer who just write to us about some things in their life and attribute it to milk basket that just changes your life Uh, never imagined that for example so uh, while we are at it a customer uh, wrote to us two years ago and this is a two year old anecdote I remember Uh, where she said that I have got the best employee of the year year award, thanks to Milk Basket, and we were like, <laughs> mm-hmm. how can you thank Milk Basket for an employee of the year, year award? Uh, and this is a customer, not, not an employee. Uh, I actually thought that somebody wrote wrote by mistake to us. <laughs> <laughs> Must be writing to someone and uh, on the wrong address, so we called the customer. And, you know, she has done a calculation which we never realized. She said that on a weekly basis, I have spent, uh, I have saved around nine hours. Wow. Uh, on on, On a weekly basis, nine hours, which I would have spent going out, thinking about groceries, this and that, fulfilling the need. I was able to divide those nine hours into two equal buckets, four and a half and four and a half. So I was able to spend extra four and a half hours with my kids. And I was able to spend extra four and a half hours on my work. And I believe consistent four and a half hour work over multiple weeks, over multiple months that I have been using this basket resulted in me being the employee of the year.
0: Wow. You know what?
1: Uh, Okay, I would not trade that for anything else. Yeah. Something that you cannot trade for. Wow. Proper impact in someone's life uh, by doing what we are doing. We have not done anything extraordinary. And a customer is paying for what they're paying it's just I think we believe in convenience and we have created that that space yeah and there goes they have so many people who would not care about seven hours in a week it's like seven hours in a week I would we are uh, you know money money poor and time rich yeah so for them they would not use milk basket and they are not paying subscription fees today and they still say why charging 70 rupees a month and then on the other hand, there would be a customer who would say, Ki boss, 200 rupees le but service one. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. Anant, I have so thoroughly enjoyed and learned. And, 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 and a lot of, you know, genuinely, I'm saying this lot of respect for you hum word use karte na, trenches ke, fight karna, khade I, I feel that you are in the trenches and you are talking to me from there. Thank you. I really, really uh, uh, thank you for all that you shared and, and the, with so, so much of authenticity. Thank you. Thanks a lot.
1: It's a pleasure. Thank you, Shraddha, for asking the right questions. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm going to keep asking you. We will have regular conversation. You have a lot to share and we'll get you to talk a lot more. Thank you.
1: Always ready. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Thank Thank you. you.